This is The Extra Mile. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Extra Mile. I'm Kale Spear along with... G5. The G5. And he is back <laughs> in the house from having his child. Andy uh, Joe, how are things at home for you and Paige? Good. Good. Yeah, things are good. Just, it's just not like peachy. a very veiled good. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> that's parenthood. <laughs> so nothing too crazy? Nothing too crazy. Um, we're surviving and uh, making it work. If it's your second kid, you could do this stuff in your sleep. Yeah, it's like getting on a getting on a bike. Just You know what you're doing. You're, you're just popping wheelies back at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that advice. <laughs> Having a second child is like popping a wheelie. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, it's good to have you back, and thank you all for Thanks. tuning in. Uh, by the way, uh, if you're listening on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. That like button helps us grow. Share it with others. Also, I know many of you just listen via you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. If you could rate us, that would definitely help the podcast a lot, and we would greatly appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely, absolutely. And today we're getting into another Q and A. Is that right? Another Q and a uh, we always get uh, questions come in um, we have them locally here you have a little box if you have a question drop it in that little box if you attend here locally but if you listen to us anywhere else don't be afraid just to DM us uh, if you have a question and we always try to answer um, people's questions every now and then uh, at least once a month and today we're gonna answer this question how do we deal with ungodly parents how do we deal with ungodly parents this is a a sensitive question we touched on it a little bit uh in the episode with uh cassie yeah. uh, if you haven't listened to that you should she has a great story mm -hmm. that's really encouraging and we touched on it but we want to uh put a little more uh, into it give it a whole episode if you will yeah and, and definitions as you've probably heard us say a mm -hmm. lot are very important so you know you can have ungodly moments where sure. your parents might act that way, or they could just be unbelievers altogether. This could cover a variety of different situations and whatnot. We're going to hit it broadly with Scripture, uh, of course. Uh, but a very quick and important disclaimer at the beginning. No matter the relationship, whether it's parents to kids or spouse or whatever it may be, if you're in any kind of physical harm and any kind of physical abuse, mm. always make sure to go contact an authority um, that way you get to safety and start helping um, your guardian or parents out. Uh, God, you know, hates the one who loves violence in Psalm 11.5, and yet those same people God wants to come to know him and repent. That's right. That's um, right. I think about, it makes me think of Joseph and Mary. When they, oh, they left, e yeah, left yeah, to yeah. Egypt. Yeah, left to Egypt when Herod was attacking them. We're not called to have to stay to suffer. You can go. Make sure we get that out of the way. But what do we do, speaking broadly, when we have you know, ungodly authorities, specifically uh, parents. Yeah. Some of my thoughts went all the way back to the Ten Commandments. That's a, that's a good one. I mean, it's safe, right? Exodus 2012. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone, I don't even have to turn there. Everyone knows Go ahead. How, you know. Give me the Ten <laughs> Commandments. I'll give <laughs> you a sucker after. Make sure, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, honor your father and your mother. Yeah. There's not a disclaimer uh, about that. No. That's just what it says. It, it's very plain. Um, I, I think both of us really have uh, pretty good parents. Am I, am I right? Pretty godly parents. Yeah, at least. Uh, godly parents. And so it's, um, 
I guess we're not the most professionals talking about this, but we do want to look at it from a biblical perspective. And even even godly parents would tell you, if they're honest, they'll come back and say, you know what, that was a time where I made a mistake. Sure. And sometimes there are some very yeah. stressful things, even in Christian households, that you'll deal with where there might be a moment, as you learn when you get older, your parents aren't perfect. Shocker, your parents need the mercy of God as as well <laughs> as we as we all do. Um, but Exodus 20, verse 12, 10 commandments, probably a pretty good place. It's mm-hmm. echoed by Paul in Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So there's kind of the disclaimer. Obey them in the Lord. And then here's the repeat of Exodus 20, verse 12, 10 commandments. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, right? It says you may That's live right. long in the land back in Exodus. Verse 3, that it may go well with you and you may live long in the land. But then there's the thing on the parents. Verse 4, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, I'm not a parent. George is just kicking it off like we pointed out with number two. <laughs> <laughs> but you're on your way here. Verse 4 is important to the parents, huh? It is It is very, very important. Um, it, goes, uh, it goes both ways. Parents have to do something as well. It's not always the children that are called to be you know, obedient and respectful, but the parent has to be, um, you know, somewhat kind, know the situation, and be discerning about what the child needs and and uh, and what is helpful for them. If is this a situation where uh, you know they made a real mistake, or is it a rebellious situation? Things like that. Uh, an example would be just this morning, there was an old Dr. Pepper on the mantle. Amy thought she could take the initiative and drink that. Well, it's from a can, and so it's all over the carpet. Then we find her behind the couch cleaning it up. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We didn't say she couldn't have the Dr. Pepper, and she was cleaning it up, and she told us she was cleaning it up. And so, oh, you know. What a nice kid. I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go and, and, and beat Emmy for that. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to help her clean it and, and tell her and give her direction. Yeah, that's just something easy. I hear way too many stories from people who truly were in abusive settings, whatever that may look like. Mm-hmm. It said, I heard all the time, you know, honor your father and mother, honor your father and ma- mother, Ephesians 6 1, obey your parents, obey your parents, obey your parents. And then neglect of verse 4 that the leader, yeah. the father there is to do it in the Lord mm-hmm. and not to push him over to anger. Um, but nonetheless, our point here is you have the best or literally the worst parents in the world, <laughs> wherever you are in that spectrum, God says old and new Testament alike, cause God doesn't change to obey and to honor our father and mother. Mm-hmm. And that can make it real hard in some situations. Uh, that makes it very difficult. It made me think of uh, a parallel like Romans 13. The parallel of Romans 13 is not, you know, family, Verse but one. It's, it, it's government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to read that? Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except by God, God's appointment, and the authorities that exist have been instituted by God. Yeah, so the principle there is, of course, we submit to governments because God has put them in charge. So same thing, I guess, with Hmm. with the parents. Now, of course, to Jesus' followers or Old Testament followers, always obey the letter to the law of the land. No. Well, yeah, the big <laughs> answer is no. Um, first, ten, first Peter, excuse me, chapter 2, 
verse 12 or 13, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. Hmm. So it's not just being subject to the institution because of the institution. It's for the Lord's sake. Yeah. We're submissive to authorities. Hmm. Um, we don't have to turn there, but it makes me think of stories like, you know, I think it's Daniel 6, like with Daniel in the lion's den. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Or the king. Yeah, uh, said you can't pray to any other deity. Yeah. You can only pray to me. It was, And Daniel's like, no, I'm going to pray to God. <laughs> he still did his traditional three times a day of prayer. The bad guys knew that would happen. They catch him. He's thrown in the lion's den. So he did resist authority. Yeah, he did resist authority. But only when that authority was resisting the ultimate authority of God. God, yeah. So whether it's a government, which is just a side example, you know, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, mm-hmm. for the sake of Christ. Same principle obviously applies to parents when it comes to honoring your father and your mother, o- obeying your parents. A really silly and extreme example would be if your parents told you, don't go to church or to steal. I don't know what parent would tell their kid to steal. I'm sure it's happened. But oh, yeah, obviously, happened. Um, we would say no. And that's not honoring your father and mother by, you're not honoring them by breaking the law of God. Mm. Um, you got any other thoughts? I'm kind of rambling here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like your rambles. Uh, you make a good point. When we are respectful and loving, it honors uh, our Lord, um, and it gives it, it gives glory to Him. Uh, ultimately, uh, when we can not be rebellious and uh, and disrespectful, but we can be loving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what if we're in the situation where you're not going to leave the roof? Thank God they're not, you know, abusing you in any form in that way. There may be some verbal abuse in the sense of confrontation and things like that, but you're going to stay there, and they don't want you to go to church, or they're just demeaning to you and rude and belittling. Mm-hmm. That's very ungodly. What do we do with that with that lifestyle? And again, I go back to First Peter chapter two, talking about being submissive to authority, just generally speaking. And where is it? Let me look at my mouth. Verse 22, that Jesus, there's no deceit found in his mouth. Verse 23, when Jesus, when he was reviled, he didn't revile in return. That's what I would do as a kid, and sometimes I struggle right now. <laughs> I got I got to cut, catch my mouth. Yeah. When Jesus suffered, he didn't threaten, but he continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins, his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. So I like that verse, was it, second half of 23. But Jesus continued entrusting himself to him, his father, who judges justly. Hmm. Easier said than done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really easy. I think of uh, a good example, in my opinion, is Jonathan and Saul. You kind of are talking about the kings in your sermon mm-hmm. series. Uh, really good example. If you listen to that. And uh, there's a few cases where Jonathan is uh, talking to his father, Saul, who you could say at this point is not very godly and uh, and has every right to be, you know, rude and, and, and mean, you would think, but but isn't. He's respectful. He's honest. So a little context here. Saul wants to kill David for some reason in First Samuel chapter 19 Jealousy. and Jonathan yeah and Jonathan's like why would you do that and instead of you know being disrespectful or trying to harm his father he goes and he talks to his father in verses four through through five 
he speaks on David's behalf to his father Saul. It said in verse four, the king should. He says, the king should not sin against his servant David, for he has not sinned against you. On the contrary, his actions have been very beneficial for you. And he goes on. David, uh, Jonathan here, what I find interesting is communicating with his father. Mm. There's communication there. Crucial. There's bold, respectful, honest, and loving communication. That is really crucial in whatever situation, if we're going to be respectful and obedient to our parents. And eventually, it's not long before Saul is abusive uh, with his son. Uh, they get to the point where they're at a dinner table, and we go into chapter 20, and he throws a spear at Jonathan for defending David. Classic Saul. Yeah, and it says there that Jonathan got up from the table enraged in First Samuel 20, 34. He didn't go and try to kill his father or beat his father, even though he probably was stronger than him at this time. Uh, he he didn't. He he left, um, but he was still he still understood the position his father held, and being his father, he didn't strike him back. He he could have. Didn't I mean, you'd probably expected to, but he didn't. And anyone would be mad in that situation. He is mad. It's he okay is. to be mad. That's uh, Ephesians yeah. chapter four: be angry and sin not. Mm-hmm. He ain't huck a spear back at <laughs> no <laughs> at his dad. He no. He, he left mad, but he sinned not. And that's, I think it's something that we can really look up to in our own situations. Yeah. Yeah, for real. And I don't know how many of our parents are hucking a spear at us. Yeah, uh, I know. And, and like you mentioned with this communication, demeanor and how, a lesson, you know, I'm always learning. How we mm-hmm. say things matters. Uh, James 3 is great where it says, let's see here, and, you know, verse 3, if you put bits into the mouths of horses so they obey us, right, you can steer the horse. We guide their whole bodies as well. He says, hey, mm-hmm. look at the ships. They're so large. They're driven by strong winds, and yet they're guided by a very small rudder where the will of the pilot directs. So also, verse 5, James 3, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. That's a lesson too many times, especially as a teenager, I learned the hard way. Yeah. That, you know, and that's back to James 119. We say, be quick to listen. I mean, that goes back to what's stronger, you know, the sword or the pen. And then our words are very powerful and how we use them. Yeah. Because they come from our heart and, you know, that can really hurt other people um, if, we're, if we're not careful. Right. Now, all this is very true. It may be helpful. It's been helpful to. Um, to lots of people I know. Hmm. The fact of the matter is, this is still taxing. If you, whatever ungodly authority it may be, you could apply that however it is in your situation. I know we're specifically talking about parents. But when you have an ungodly authority over you and you're acting like Jesus and being kind and respectful and loving, obeying where you can, provided you're not disobeying God, that's tolling. Yeah, I mean, is. really tolling. It is tolling. And that makes you think of where do we find our peace, our joy, and our rest. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am, we ought to imitate this, I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm. That's really, really powerful. That's super powerful. I mean, it better be powerful to us <laughs> hearing the words of our Lord. But how could that, you know, how could that be true? 
And I think that's when we have a worldview that's, you know, Romans 12, that's been renewed, our mind is renewed and changed when this light momentary affliction, we talked about that before too in mm-hmm. 2 Corinthians 4, is, you know, nothing compared to the, you know, the weight of glory that's to come. That's a good point. Uh, we also, when we are respectful, we lead by example mm-hmm. in a way. Um, a father is meant to lead and to be a spiritual leader in a lot of senses. And and when they're not doing that, it's important for you if, if you find yourself you know struggling but still in the faith and having a hard time dealing with ungodly parents to be that example as well. I mean, that goes with anything. If I want to... Um, if I want to encourage my wife to pick up her shoes, um, then I'm going to start picking them up first, and, and encourage encourage her then to to pick that up, but to change that. But we have to be an example first if we're gonna if we're gonna be able to to change or influence someone positively. Yeah, and it's very hard to do this with parents and. Uh, with anyone who's not treating you well, but especially someone mm-hmm. of an authority figure. Like I said, having a renewed mind, and like I think you're very strongly hinting at, is, hey, don't we ultimately, even if we're being mistreated by that person, don't we want to win them over so they would repent and come to know this mm. loving God? Yeah, win them over with the love of God. Right. I mean, we hear it all the time, and you should. Going back to the cross when Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Mm. Even while the worst thing imaginable is happening to him, being crucified. First um, Corinthians nine nineteen, good principle from Paul. What's that say? It says, For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. Yeah, and Paul's talking about like the Jew-Gentile relationship, how he's going to do everything he can, provided he's still obeying the Lord, to be all things to all people, so you can win them over to Christ. Mm-hmm. That would certainly apply even with ungodly authority and ungodly parents. Yeah. That we would still honor them and be a servant to them in order to win them over, even if we're mistreated. Mm. Again, easier, much easier said than, uh, than done. Yeah, than it, done. It, it definitely it takes a practice. Yeah. And we wouldn't want to categorize our parents as pure enemies, but they're being enemies of the faith if they're just ungodly. That is the case. Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 44, Jesus said this, But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may may be sons of your fathers who is in heaven, Father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if the the, you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. That last sentence is why we need the cross. Mm-hmm. We literally can't be perfect. But the statement Jesus is saying, hey, as God's perfect, you should be striving for that as well. Even those who treat you as an enemy. Yeah. Um, to pray for them. Now, that's really hard to pray for people who mistreat you. People ask all the time, what does Christianity bring that's different from the rest of the world or from the rest of teaching or from mm-hmm. 2000 Stoic? you know, philosophers. Yeah. Um, 
and that's right there loving your enemies no one else has that or teaches that it would make perfect sense for jonathan to make his father an enemy it would make perfect sense for anyone not to love their enemies because they're trying to kill you and yet jesus says love your enemies that is revolutionary and you will have an influence on those around you when they see how you suffer justly and still love those who mistreat you Mm -hmm. um i mean think about jonathan's influence for david david twice could have killed killed saul Mm -hmm. two times had him right there in his hands spared his life yeah even because he saw his best friend the son of the king of israel even he wasn't going to strike his own father he respected authority Mm -hmm. uh, in that sense um, and showed love. I think that's really important, right. especially as we move into our faith in action. All right, and our faith in action would be what this week? Forgive as God in Christ forgave us. Mm, so true. Um, I, again, hard. Jesus told the rich young man in Mark ten twenty seven, 27, with man it's impossible, but not with God, talking about rich people entering the kingdom of heaven. But here's the statement I'm focusing on. Jesus said, for all things are possible with God. There are many times where we feel like and have said, and I have said this too, Hmm. I can't forgive them, which is a really sad state to be in emotionally, but even bigger spiritually where we're missing out on what's been done for us, as you just said, in Christ. That's really good. I'm preaching on this Sunday, so I don't want to say too much, but... This idea that this will John come out after Sunday, you're good. So I'm good. <laughs> In Luke three, verse eight, John the Baptist says, basically, do things, bear fruit that keeps your repentance. Yeah, prove your repentance. If we are really a changed people who have repented, mm-hmm. then forgiveness is a way that we can prove that we can bear fruit that is productive, and and show that love. Yeah. Jesus also said in, in Matthew six fourteen and fifteen. Um, hey, you forgive others of their trespasses, your Father in heaven will also forgive mm-hmm. you. And then, s- scary enough, he says, if you don't, he won't forgive you. And, and that's why I said, I think, is it Matthew 7, it says, judge not lest you be judged? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, where it is, yeah, I think it is, where the whole idea is the measure you and strictness you impose upon others is going to hmm. be Lex Talionis, right? It's going to come right back around and be judged upon you. Were you merciful? Yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a lot of lessons Jesus gives. It is. A lot it of is. Them. Forgiveness really does, with love, fill in the blanks what we don't know so that uh, they can also find repentance. Yeah. Well, I know many of you, again, different situations and different authorities for sure out there have suffered unjustly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really next level difficult, as we've mentioned, with family or even parents because we care about our parents as we should. Yeah. A familiar love God has given us. I'm going to read uh, a few verses here as we wrap up, and George can give a final statement if you would like. But keep this in mind as you go out um, into the week, yeah, including with your ungodly parents. Uh, Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, that's what we're talking about, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. 
And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. If we can go the extra mile Mm -hmm. in loving others, it will be so much more fruitful. And uh, with that, go so. Thanks for listening.